0: Welcome along to the Still Parents podcast. This is episode one of series two. How are you, Ryan? I had a I've had a
1: sore throat for a couple of days. And before anyone asks, no, it's not COVID because I've had my vaccine.
0: Yeah, I had my my first vaccine on on Friday. Didn't knock you about, or I feel okay. I was a li- I was a little bit groggy. But the main thing is, just like it's like I got a really sore arm. It's like someone's you know someone's just punching you. Yeah, like giving you a dead arm at
2: school. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So the playground with my daughter yesterday, she wanted to jump off the uh, one of the higher frames. Catch me, Dad! And I was like, mm, not, not sure about this one. <laughs> but um, anyway, welcome on to the podcast. As always, we have Matt, Matt Whitehouse. How are you, Matt? I'm okay. I'm not bad at all, thank you. Yeah, excellent. Right. And joining us uh, again, who was a guest, I think on episode five of the first series, is Nick.
3: How are you? Yeah, good. Good to be here and busy with work and fed up from working from home. Looking forward to get back in the office soon and
0: yeah, not too uh, not too long to go. Fingers crossed. And uh, how
2: how are you, Matt? Are you well? I'm all right. I'm happy because West Brom didn't play this weekend, so I'm uh, I'm (laughs) buzzing. To be fair, right, you
0: know. So So this is quite simply the series opener for the Still Parents podcast. Now we had Nick on. uh, um, I think the episode that you came on before. Thanks for coming back on. Was the talking distractions podcast yeah. that we did is that right now before we before we start i'm wary that we we're going to have new people watching and listening tonight with it being a brand new series so it would you mind just taking a couple you know a couple of minutes to give us the story and your journey that you've been on
3: myself and my wife jess we gave birth to two beautiful twin girls uh, identical twin girls uh lena and lexia uh, they came at 24 weeks And unfortunately, Leonard passed away after ten days, and Lexia after four weeks. So um, yeah, we got put with the Lily May Foundation, and um, it's very—I think probably very typical guy thing where I I thought I don't need it. And even the first conversation I had, it was you know just small chit chat. But as the weeks and months went on, it I found it. But it was so important. And um, yeah, distractions was one of the things that I found I was using really well. But then suddenly sort of maybe using too much and sort of bottling it all in until until their funeral. you know. If I recall and correct me if I'm wrong, but you just moved
0: house and you threw yourself into work and the episode was was the distractions. And then you spoke to Ryan's wife, Amy. And at first you you're almost you were i think you just alluded to it then but you felt as if you were already in that place and then afterwards it, you you went yeah. down you went downhill a little bit which i think oh, is something a lot of people who heard the episode related to
3: yeah and I, I mean amy knew exactly what was going to happen she was almost had a, a smirk on her face when i was saying oh i think i'm fine and this will be our last last you know last conversation and she's like okay and so, sort of slowly pencilling in the next one without me knowing and uh and yeah, yeah it was it was lockdown, you know. I think if, mm. if it wasn't for lockdown, I would have carried on working solid. I would have carried on doing everything I could just to not think about it. Uh, and because of the... We obviously went into that second wave and it was a, the proper lockdown at Christmas and uh, no work, everything stopped. And I just kind of sat yeah. there on the sofa thinking about really think about. And it sort of punched me in the face, this whole feeling of reality. Just all hit you at once, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that night very, very well. It was, a, it was like a, a fist of anxiety just punched me. And it didn't go away until... Uh, what i found out was it was that anxiety towards the funeral because I, I was so petrified mm. of that day
0: it was it was so recent in particular mm. in in your case and when you came on i think i mean it was already what over five six weeks ago that you came on mm. originally yeah. and i think at the time right we were very um and matt you're on this this episode as well we were i think your, your attitude towards the way that you you were you dealt with things and obviously it's different when you're live on a camera and you know that people are listening and talking to you and it's different behind closed doors but just the way that you were, uh, your your outlook on the future and everything seemed yeah. to. Because one of the things we were talking about, the whole this is episode five. Uh, it's called "Talking Distractions" from Series One. If anyone's not heard that one yet, you can hear it right now. It's on all, all the platforms. Because we were discussing that there's there's bad distractions, but you know there's good and bad ones. So it wasn't just you know looking at it from one way, whether that was drinking or I think Matt's case, yeah, he had an old player from his football team who just decided he was just going to grab you and take you out for a few a few beers. And got you talking. I'll bring that on to you, Matt. uh, For anyone who's watching for the first time, if you just want to fill everyone in on on your
2: story, please. Me and my wife had uh, our first daughter, Callie, on the the 1st of June, 2016. Um, So it's coming up to five years now. Everything was perfect all all, all the way through, uh, right up to the morning, really. And then, um, yeah, within the space of sort of an hour, uh, our life had changed Mm. forever. And then she was born... Um, she lived for 27 minutes and then unfortunately she passed away and uh like i said we it, it's coming up it'll be five years this june so uh time's gone flown can't really get my head around how quick uh, so to, put that, into, to, to uh, put that into contrast with nick because
0: obviously uh, uh, five years and five months give or take because yeah. there's a lot of similarities actually with what you said. Yeah. Just the way that you, things can cut, what I'm trying to say is, you can be alright for a while, but then something might set you back a little bit, so all of these, that's why that we're here with these podcasts, so any of these episodes that we've done, are there, they don't need to be listened to in chronological order, they're just as, in, you know, you can pick the particular episode, that
2: can suit the the mood that you're in. The, the only way I can describe it is, I've gone through phases, so there's been, mm. you know, the, the first month into the first year, is mm. is is obviously, extremely difficult you then kind of learn how to live with it manage it mm. but then as you've just absolutely rightly said and i'm sure nick and ryan will, will back me up on this you think you're kind of going the right way and then all of a sudden something might happen and uh, you, you're back to square one yeah really and and that's the worst part about it because i think that's unfortunately the the issue with baby loss is that it will never change that way like like I said you'll 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 learn how to deal with it absolutely mm. and, and, and you'll learn how to deal with it in your life but those moments are always going to hit you um and unfortunately like I said that's just that's just how it is so. do you learn how to deal with those with those
0: you know the more the time in fact Ryan you can probably elaborate on this more because I think it's what 10 or, or 11 years but there's triggers that you know might set you off there are obviously triggers
1: right from the start and I suppose the, the way of sort of explaining it really is that the grief at the start comes in waves that are very, very close together. Um, so, you know, you might, mm. you might go a couple of hours and you just keep getting that reminder and you keep getting that wave of grief and you keep getting that response and that trigger and so forth. But then over time, those waves gradually start to expand. So what was an hour then becomes a day or mm. then becomes a week, then becomes a month, then becomes... And it works sort of like that, really, in the respect that you'll always have those little triggers, which um, remind you of what you've been through and, and, and what you're experiencing. But also at the, at the same time, because you have those um, experiences quite often, you then start to get used to them. Mm. Well, oh, no, that's that's probably the wrong thing to say. Not get used I know what them, you
0: mean It's deal they, with them.
1: You, you learn how, yeah, you have your coping mechanism. And the intensity
0: of that emotion, perhaps, you know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And the intensity as well probably doesn't, whilst the intensity is there and what might be really intense for one person isn't necessarily as intense for somebody else. Exactly. Because you then start to have your coping mechanism to to deal with that specific, you know, trigger or whatever that may be. It just becomes that little bit easier to cope with and, and you sort of... Accept the fact that it becomes then part of your life and you more celebrate certain points, birthdays, you know, mother's days, father's days, things like that. But there are obviously triggers which kick people quite hard to start with, you know, re- really. I do. think
0: possibly it's an episode. We could maybe do a full episode on, on triggers <laughs> thinking about it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think we could. Yeah, we probably could.
0: We have got a question from someone who doesn't want to have their their name mentioned. And if you do want to come on and be anonymous, absolutely, you're more than welcome to. Or if you'd like to come on the actual podcast yourself, uh, get in touch with Ryan or with Amy, and we uh, we can sort that out. We're going to talk about that question shortly. But I wanted to ask you, Nick, because it was quite recent since you came on, like I said, only five or six weeks, and with what we were talking about in mind, how did you you know looking back on it how did the just just being because part of this podcast is we are men and we have a, a stereotype that we don't talk enough and there's a lot about mental health going around at the minute we are in as we keep hearing that that magical word unprecedented is starting to wind me up now
1: yeah. unprecedented <laughs> times getting bored of that i can't bit, turn
0: yeah. on any as soon as I, I turn on any news channel i count to 10 i've already heard the word anyway don't start <laughs> me off but everything's been going on how how did you find coming on to the podcast and and the, the feeling that you had did it
3: i really i really enjoyed it what well, really i'm trying to say is did it did it
0: help your yeah did it help your your no, state of mind in any yeah. way at all
3: i mean it's the first time obviously i, I you know to, to be it, it's rare to find another father that's gone through it but then to you know even have a you know a couple of of, of guys in the same screen to talk about it mm. and um, you know share experiences and um even learned a bit you know i, I learned quite a lot actually you know from uh, from hearing what Ryan was saying about good distractions while I was there, yeah. you know, talking about the bad distractions that I had. And uh, it was yeah, it was really helpful. And um, I think it was good that it was it was good that it was light hearted that we had the football chat as well because I think um <laughs> yeah sometimes if yeah. it gets too intense the conversation's yeah. too yeah. deep too much and it stirs too many emotions, then you kind of maybe you might shy away from it the next time. But if you're able to yeah. do it while kind of diluting it and then making it I wouldn't use the word fun, but you know, to do it in a in a, in a in a way where you, you come off still with a smile on your face and and then you took something from it, it was I think it's really important.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that actually, because our very first episode was the elephant in the room, and straight away when you just mentioned the word fun, there, it's as we've discussed many times before with this, and like I said, I, I've not been through this situation, so I've learned a significant amount over the over the last few months since we started. I think in in November. But one of the messages was, you know, it's you know, life does go on and fun is there to be had. And even in, I think if you can inject a little bit of humor into even at the right time, in the most yeah. difficult of life's conversations. As far as I'm concerned, with my mindset, that's 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 gonna help, I think, a little bit. And it's true because you do need those little mental full stops where maybe just just to lighten the tone for a minute. And we did that on that episode. I think we went off maybe for too long, actually, for about 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes beginning. talking about
3: there's a, a football podcast that's what ended up
0: becoming yeah <laughs> just to remind anyone which which footballers would you be yeah which footballer were you most like when you played Nick you said uh, Carlos Tevez the uh, Argentinian yeah. for your Wrestling, tenacity yeah. wasn't it was that why that's right. yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not for the looks but <laughs> uh, Matt went with Robbie Savage which is a great show <laughs> I like that <laughs> And, uh, and and we all remember when uh, Big Ed Ryan, flamey Ryan, over here just went went and called himself Leo Messi, didn't he? So, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, <laughs> oh, no, no, I didn't. Who was it? No, it was
0: Roy,
2: yeah. Keane. Roy
0: Keane. Oh yes, Roy, Roy Keane.
1: Keane. Yeah. Who were you again, Dan?
0: I was um, in Holloway because I'm bold and in Holloway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: But you don't chat shit though, Dan. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> if you're not on your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know what? Funnily enough, we're talking about football and very quickly. Here's my football fact to the day. And I bet you didn't know this. When Matt was just talking about when he lost Cali and how you move forward on your daily, you know, your daily uh, routines and so mm. forth, and then something happens and you go straight back to square one. Do you know, back to square one was an actual original football commentary term that they used to use over the radio. So they used to to split the pitch into squares. So you had your commentator and your co-commentator who would tell you where the ball was. So when you were listening on the radio, if they said, oh, you were at square one, that means it went back to the goalkeeper.
0: Are you making that
1: up? That is pure Stato, that is, mate. (laughs) <laughs> see I'm
0: actually Older than Ryan I didn't even know that
1: Yeah uh, Do you know what Believe it or not was that We're going back to like Probably the 1930s 1940s maybe
2: To be fair The Albans have been Playing a lot in Square one you
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you Another football fact And that is West Brom and Leicester Have never won the European Cup Like Villa Shall we
2: move on Oh here we go <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember What year that was either
0: so. um, I can give you a clue What it was Matt The commentary that day Included the word Square one <laughs> yeah. here we are with the still parents podcast normally we just ask if there's a question that you'd like to uh have answered by any of the any of the guys that we've got here on the show but today it's a little bit different because maybe we're looking for your your advice on a message that ryan uh received i think it was yesterday or earlier today you got this so and i think it's quite deep and i think it's a very this is something we hadn't talked about before there was a slight similarity with one of the episodes in the last series which was the sibling support through daddy's eyes but this is with a different with a a few different nuances to it so over to you ryan
1: yeah so we've been um we've been contacted
0: um by a
1: gentleman who wishes to remain anonymous which is absolutely fine just saying that um Him and his um, wife have have sadly suffered from a miscarriage and um, are now struggling to conceive. He's struggling to interact with other children, and that is other children within his family, because I believe another family member has gone on to have a baby following their miscarriage. Um, And throughout lockdown... Um, and when they've been able to see that family member hasn't wanted to hold uh, the child or talk to the child through Zoom conversations or anything. So he's he's asked us if we've got any advice and if it's something which we would be happy to discuss. Um, and I said to him, yes, because I'm sure all three of us have experienced Uh, something similar maybe in different ways but hopefully you know what we discuss will be able to um, give him a little bit of guidance and a little bit of hope that actually what he is feeling is quite normal
0: before before either of you guys uh nick and matt answer that or ryan yourself um, for anyone who's who's just tuned in or perhaps because it's quite a it's quite a deep question and quite a lot of information could you just give us a just another quick recap on that ryan just for anyone who'd like to maybe offer their thoughts through our facebook chat also
1: yeah, So there's a chap who's got in contact with us who has experienced miscarriage with his wife. Um, unfortunately, they're now struggling to conceive, and um, he has asked us whether it is normal that he's struggling to interact with other children, uh, namely children within his family. Um, I believe his sister-in-law has had another. Oh, sorry, has had a baby, um, and he doesn't. Um, Find it easy to be able to um, say hello or hold mm. uh, the child and so forth, and you'd like us to cover this and give some advice if possible.
2: I think it's really normal.
3: You know, I think if when Ryan asked the first question, "Is it normal?" I think mm. it's completely really normal. Yeah, it's uh, if you've lost anything, you know, regardless of a, of a child, you you almost have resentment for someone having something that you haven't got, and that resentment, um, you know. Or anything like that builds up inside you, and it, and it, it stirs emotions. And I definitely went through it, you know. And um, I spoke to Jess about this, and hers was different. I think it's a, again might be a male female difference. But I, I was quite, I couldn't be around young babies initially because I kept asking the question, why. Hmm. has else had the privilege of all these little miracles and I and I haven't what have I done in my life wrong to deserve this and then um and then over you know and, I, and Jess didn't feel like that at all she 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 never asked them sort of questions um but I think it was over time I, I remember it was a time when I sort of thought to myself um you know positively I will have my my chance I will have I will be a father again and I will you know have my own child again and as soon as I started feeling more positive knowing that I was going to get something almost that difficulty and resentment started going away quite quickly because I was thinking well why am I going to feel like this when I'm, I'm going to have my chance one day and as soon as I started thinking like that it was a lot easier was this initially right at the start? Because it just reminds
0: yeah. me when you were because almost it's it's almost like a paradox in a way because at the time, like you said, with the distractions, everything didn't really hit you initially, but that
3: did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was part of the distraction. It was it was distraction and avoidance. So right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the same thing. Okay. I, yeah. I was avo- I was distracting myself, mm. avoiding things, but being basically in this little bubble yeah. that I was before you know yeah. before any of this happened and. um yeah, it was really obvious, and um, and yeah, as soon as I started becoming more positive to say that you know I am gonna get my chance, I'm gonna you know uh, be in in that place, I started just detaching myself from that and just and just you know feeling a bit more comfortable with 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 little um, babies around me. But it was it was really weird. It was it was it was sort of babies, not not children. Yeah, okay. It was babies. Yeah, yeah. Our experience that we we actually had to live in the neonatal ward for about seven weeks because we were in tier three when this all happened so the amount of babies that we were kind of surrounded by and we saw mm. daily, I think made a bit of an impact for us as well so we've got a little bit of a yeah a, a diff, a different situation but
0: um I mean it makes yeah. complete sense and uh, I think um in response to the person who's asked the question as, as Nick said the straight um I'm sure everyone would agree the first thing is that's yeah this it's okay to to feel that way isn't it and not to feel bad about that that guilty feeling or or anything because it in a way that's something you need to address and if you don't there will be a time later down the line that that you're going to have to anyway. Ryan what's your take on all of this?
1: So um when Lily was born we were in a side room which was off the corridor that took you down to the um uh, the, I can't even remember what the ward was called now, to, to the ward where all the new newly born babies were and, and parents and so forth. So we could see people walking down the corridor with their car chairs, with their big balloons mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. And I hated every single person that walked down there, even though I didn't know them you know they might have been the nicest people in the world but i absolutely
0: hate it's completely understandable though isn't it completely yeah, understandable one of
1: them yeah. yeah i even hated the cleaners that were walking past and what and because i think that was just natural at that time oh. in terms of um other babies I'd, i didn't really it didn't really bother me too much personally in in seeing other babies or interaction with other babies but i know it did with Amy, um, we, we did experience other people getting pregnant. And I think a lot of it from my perspective, and I, I'm not going to speak on behalf of Amy, but from my perspective was probably jealousy. I was jealous that they were getting what I wanted mm. and what I felt we deserved and what we were missing out on. So I think the jealousy is the, is, it is probably an underlying or, or is something underlying there that is maybe making field in that way a lot of my issues came with children in general because i was a teacher at the time uh when i went back to yeah when i went back to work um and i was working in a in a tough school in a tough area i literally had no time for kids because for me it was like you you just don't realize that you've got an opportunity in life and there's children in this who, who have been born and died or there's children in other parts of the world who don't get an opportunity like what you're getting. So I completely and utterly resented those sort of kids who I was working with, which hmm. affected me.
0: What like, were the age of those those kids that you were teaching at the time? Just out of curiosity. They were, they were secondary school. Secondary school. Yeah. Because I recall you saying in a previous episode, you, you could sense that they were talking about you yeah. when you yeah. came back. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of been easy, also at the time.
1: No, I mean, I always remember my head of department and my boss at the time that they had sent. Um, he'd he'd sent a card that I think nearly every single kid in the school had signed, and there were various little comments in there. And you could, I could still tell you some of the comments now from some of the kids that I did have genuinely really good relationships with. And I remember one of them just saying, "Chin up, Mister Jackson. Everything will be all right." Now. <laughs> <laughs> for a kid to write something like that and, and yeah. that just shows how vulnerable kids are and, yeah, yeah. and And I think that kid would have been in year eight at the time so oh, wow. for them it was just like yeah everything's going to be fine chin up you know blah 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 but what he couldn't mm. see or what they couldn't see was what was going on mm. inside you where yeah you I did used to walk down the road and I was I was jealous of, of a children uh, of a parent sorry that had got Babies, and I used to. It used to infuriate me when you go to the hospital and you'd see certain mum or expectant mums standing outside having a fag, and I used to just mm. things like that used to really, really anger me. Um, but I think the, the main thing really is that what this lad who's contacted us is is feeling. He's completely and utterly normal, yeah. and it, it's not. You know, it's not what he's feeling and what he's saying. Is, is is nothing new to us mm. how we have felt or how other people have felt and that actually over time that will become a little bit easier um i suppose because of the situation that he's in it's making it that little bit harder maybe but
0: well everything's um, amplified as we've mentioned before because of what's going on yeah the pandemic lockdown yeah, Everyone's just stressed out at the minute. Relationships are suffering. So, in particular, I think,
1: the, I think one of the other things that really stuck with me as well is when I had my counselling. I did bring this up with my counsellor, and my counsellor said one thing to me, and she just said, "You need to remember that that baby that I was talking about at that time, that baby, it's not, it's not their fault that mm. you're feeling in the way that you are, and that I was probably being very, very hard on myself." Um, with the feelings that I had towards other children and so forth, even though it was completely normal, um, and I think that's the that's the thing is being aware of your emotion and, and aware of your own feelings and admitting that there is something there is actually the first step in you know overcoming the issue that you know that, that you're facing. Does that if that makes
2: sense? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I had I had, yeah, inci- I had two big incidents. I had two big incidents when we lost Cali because I was similar to Ryan. I was working in a in a school. I was in a primary school, so um, obviously the kids were even were even younger. Um, and um, I remember when I went back. Um, How back old end, were this, they? Sorry, uh, Matt, so, was there a so, particular so, year? So I worked with all year, all the right, year groups. Okay, right? okay. So some of them, some of them comprehended. Some of them, obviously, in year one reception were just far too young of course um but I had two incidences I had had my first well one and only panic attack that I've ever had and I still haven't had one since then but I had a panic attack because I was working with a group um and it was school photo day I walked into the I walked into the hall to get my group that I was going to be taking after the photos and um it just hit me it just literally hit me right there that that I was never going to see Cali's school photo and I came out of the hall and just collapsed. Just collapsed on the floor and had a had a had a, a, a panic attack and, and, and fortunately I had good people around me to help me through it. And then the 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 other one I had was um again, not long after going back, um, walked into the year one class with all the little ones, just had to bolt and I went up to my manager and said, Look, I need to get out of here and go and see Callie. And I and I literally drove on my lunch break over, saw Callie, cried my eyes out and then came back to work. I think I'm just backing up what Nick and, and Ryan have said. It, it's 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 normal. The other thing, the other thing that we struggled with a lot, and we still do to an extent, is seeing children of Callie's age. Um yeah. because you can't do anything but compare yeah. sometimes, you know, um as much as you try not to. You can't I hadn't thought of that, yeah, that's true. You know, and and so we've got a couple, you know, we've got a friend, a couple of friends who've got children the same age as, as Callie and, and, and we our relationship has changed.
0: I was with, just about to ask you that question. How's that affected your relationship with,
2: with these? Yeah families? it's it it's it's changed for, for, for more than one reason. Um not just that but that hasn't helped the matter. And listen, it's no fault as Ryan's just said, it's no fault of the child's, it's no fault of the families. It's just it just is what it is, unfortunately. Exactly. And then yeah. and 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 you know, like I said, um, we, you know, we, we we haven't been able to go to um, the birthdays mm-hmm. of this child. We just struggle. We just struggle when it comes around. Mm-hmm. We think, and we think every year we think, oh, we might we might go this year, and then it gets to that point. It's like now we just we just can't. And also, it, it doesn't help that this child was born, this particular child was born on on Cali's due date, as well. Right. So, okay. so it makes it it just adds really you know Um, but look time time may change things you just don't know how it's going to work out you just don't but I think talking to this this person directly as much as I can for a podcast is say look Mm. you just, just just deal with your feelings and you you embrace them how you embrace them there's no one else that can tell you how to deal with them I think one final thing I'd like to maybe get your, your guys' opinion
0: on with this particular question of the person who's got in touch, because obviously it's still, I say, still fresh in the mind.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not sure if this is a great question or if you can answer it with a definitive number, but was there, and obviously it's each everyone has their own set of circumstances, but a moment where you just had that, you know, that feeling and you have a sense of not everything's okay. And everything. Oh, it's all right now. We're, we're we're cool again. But there was just a moment where you saw or sensed a, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I guess is the is the way to put it. Not in terms of time scale, unless you can. Uh,
1: um, that's a really that's a really good question, actually, Dan. That's a th- that's a, th- a very thought provoking question because we had a miscarriage after we lost Lily. Probably what three or four months after losing Lily, and at that point, you didn't, you couldn't. To the to the outside people that were looking in, I always thought that they were looking at us, thinking failure. But from my perspective and Amy's perspective, it was never about failure. It was, it was just shit. It was just devastation all the time. And
0: I think just having the, the emotions you're feeling at the time, you're gonna, it's maybe gonna automatically put a negative slant on your your, your psyche you know so you, yeah, it, that failure to, thing is just prompt, you know it's there isn't
1: it i used to feel i, <laughs> I used to have a, a feeling in me that that i never really told many people is that i felt that people were looking in and thinking that we had failed them so i certain family members i was looking thinking that we had failed family members because you know we had lost a daughter um, wow he had lost a baby i did go through a, a big phase of that within myself um, and that was one of the sort of issues i dealt with um through my counseling um did
0: your family members sense that off you do you think was it ever something that you spoke about no 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 yeah. I ne- never spoke about it um because i didn't
1: feel there was any need to speak yeah. about it, to be honest but in terms of the the sort of you know the the miscarriage and the um, moving forward from there and then knowing where things maybe there was a bit of light at the end of the tunnel I don't think I can genuinely give an answer as to when I noticed light at
2: the end of the mm. tunnel I think from my own experience one of the light one of the times when I felt there was a bit of hope was um the lily may Christmas do it was it was it was painful it was it was bloody painful um when we first got there because you walk into the church and you forget that people who've lost have gone on to hopefully have gone on to have other other children and you walk in and you're like, Oh God, Oh, like mm-hmm. there's, 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 there's little people around and, um, and, and you, you kind of, you, to start with you kind of leave to walk back out a little bit, try and gather yourself. But mm-hmm. then I then walk back in and thought, you know what, this is, this is a real big hope for me now. This is a real big light at the end of the tunnel because I think, actually, as Nick said, I think sometimes, well, not sometimes, I think all the time, well, I'm only speaking for us, but when you when you lose, and it's your first especially, you think, was that our chance? Was that our moment? Was that our time that we're not going to get again? But then seeing these families with with the children at, at, at the, the Christmas service, it did offer that that light i also think as well that like we've spoken about in
1: the past about men and lack of control and losing control my sort of feelings of failure came because i felt like i'd lost control and wasn't able mm. to
3: protect yeah that it makes sense me. you just put back a memory the, the very first uh sit down i had with amy i remember my first question to her Uh, because when she whatsapped me I saw she's got your family photo so I and I saw all your your kids and obviously she told me the experience she had the first question I asked was how many children have have you had since and was it is it is it three you've had three since or yeah yeah and as soon as she said as soon as she said that answer I was just yeah that was it for me I was like there's there's hope you know that was my hope already and then I love I mean, that, I, I, don't, I love that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, like, a big tunnel with a big light. I always see, like, loads of little lights everywhere, so it's a case of, mm. you know... It's yeah. different lights, different tunnels. Different yeah. lights, different tunnels, and that's what it was. It's not, it mm. wasn't, it's not just one big tunnel of darkness and then a big light. You know, it's lots of little tunnels, and I remember um, feeling so, you know, so sad at the time and looking forward to talking to Amy about sharing the experience. And then as soon as... And that's another great thing about the Lily Maid, knowing that what you've gone through and you're talking through experience, mm. as opposed to maybe something that you're, you know, you, you maybe read through a book that you're trying to sort of put into real, you know, real life. As soon as she told me experience, and I and then I su- suddenly thought about the picture that I saw on the watch, I said, well, haven't you had, you know, you've you, you ha- how many have you had since? She goes, three. And as soon as she said three, I remember sitting back going, well, you know, if it can happen, if yeah. it can happen that, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested I'm in straight away.
0: Ryan, I think, have you had um, a message through uh, Facebook that you wanted to read out based on the the question that came in earlier on?
1: Yeah, we've had a a message from Sam who has said that he found that he was worrying about family members or close friends having a baby girl um, and that the baby being some sort of replacement to his daughter. But that feeling soon changed um, and almost a year on, it seems to have brought him closer to his other family members or close friends and children. So Sam lost um, uh, Harper. So we've, we we had Sam on, on the very first podcast. Yes,
0: I remember Sam, yeah.
1: Um, so it's nice to see, obviously, that Sam is still keeping in touch with the podcast and stuff like that. So, yeah, he didn't want other family members or close friends to have a baby girl because he feared that that would be a replacement for Harper, his daughter. Which again is a completely natural um, and normal feeling as well, because I think that's another sort of fear I had and Amy had was that you know if if a girl was to arrive that it would then replace and yeah that is that was a big fear so yeah Yeah. no uh, thanks for that Sam
0: brilliant thank you very thank you very much Sam and again anyone who is listening to this the the non live version please if you've got any Further thoughts you'd like to add to the uh, the question that we've been dealing with from the person who got in touch that would be great. And then um, Ryan and Amy can pass the model. We can talk about them in the next episode, which will be a week on Sunday. Before I've got my uh, my final question uh, for Ryan, just about Lily May Foundation. Is there anything else, Matt and Nick, that you'd like to uh, you'd like to bring up or?
2: I I think um, talking about light at the end of the tunnel and, and hope for me is kind of just hit me a little bit now. Just thinking that. For me, this podcast is hope, because I, if I if you'd said to me five years ago that I'd be sat here doing a podcast on male mental health, mm. um, I'd have I'd have probably been like, no, nah, there's there's no chance because men don't talk to each other. But then this mm. the, the, just just moving over five years has shown that hope is there and lights, as Nick has said, little lights are always along those lot, those times. And I think this is a big, a big area that shows that there is hope. That, that's great to hear because that is
0: what the point of this podcast is about, and the reason why Ryan and Amy wanted to to start this up. Whether you're listening to this, even in a year from now, you can get in touch. And this this the whole reason that we started this was exactly what Matt just said: get men talking, uh, mental health, obviously the the baby loss, which was the the main reason, but all of those things in what has been a very difficult. 12 months like I say Matt I've probably spent a fair chunk of time a few hours with you over the last 4 or 5 months and that's the thing we're yet to meet in person I only know Matt as a 2D person he's not got edges yet until we meet <laughs> Yeah. You know? yeah.
2: Probably should we keep it this way? Even if we do it live, I'll just stand I'll just stay online. That's fine. No <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I know it'd be weird on a finally meet you. Go, wow, you're really tall. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's about eighteen foot four. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's just his foot.
2: <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'd I, I fully agree. I can't, can't say anything more. Absolutely right. Well, I don't want to meet you then. Sounds like I'll come up to
0: your ankles. Yeah. Residential. I'm like, I'm like, just uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the modern day mini me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Ryan, I think you've got another comment that you wanted to mention before we moved on
1: yeah we've um we've had another comment on uh facebook and um this is from a it's from a a young lady actually who actually skydived for us on our very first set of skydives. um Dan's gonna be skydiving for us <laughs> at some point soon.
0: you can't read out my reply can you to the, when you ask me about that
1: so <laughs> watch this space um <laughs> so yeah this this young lady skydived for us i'll i'll I won't say the name because I don't know if she wants us to to actually say her uh, her name but She said that she used to think that she'd failed her family. Um, She'd had five miscarriages after her stillbirth and was very hard, especially for her niece. She's gone on to have another baby, a rainbow baby in November, Um, but she used to avoid all pregnant women. um, And she stopped seeing a few friends who had babies after they'd lost their son. When she went back to work, um, there were a number of people at work pregnant and, The hardest thing for her was that they shared the pregnancy with other colleagues, sorry, um, but not with her. I would imagine that's very much a Mm. probably felt that she, you know, didn't want to hear it when actually it's obviously had a negative effect in the respect that she clearly did want to hear or be part of it. probably felt like she was being singled out. Um, But I think even... And I know we've been infiltrated by a female on a man's on a man's podcast but i think what's really good what um she has said there is obviously reciprocated by a number of men at the same mm. time and a number of women at the same
0: time as well just uh, before we wrap up um and on a serious note i hope for the person that sent in that question that's the advice that matt that nick that ryan and also the people that have got in touch through uh through facebook have uh, have helped you just uh, manage your emotions a little bit, and of course, the, 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 all these people are there. The support network's there for you, and we'd love to to um, to hear from you again because we we want to know that you're okay. So so thank you for getting in touch, and thank you for listening. And yeah, if, if you need to talk, just make sure you reach out to Ryan and to Amy because that's what that's what they're there for, and and they'll they'll do a brilliant job, as lots of people can testify. <clears throat> Before we wrap up, because obviously we what well, we on now, we're at spring, springs in the air. Things are happening. Lockdown's not far from over. I even mowed the lawn today, first time. Really? Yeah, well, I tried to until the kids decided they wanted to play a game called Can You Run Over My Foot? And I thought, <laughs> well, there's one way I could teach you not to play this game, but it's going to be a late night for me and a lot of blood. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, had
1: teacher, I had a teacher once that chopped his toes off mowing the lawn. You know what? Believe it or not, he was a design technologist. How do you do that? How How do you, was I was going to say he was a DT teacher. Cracking blow, <laughs> but he chops his toes off with a lawnmower.
0: <laughs> uh, what is what's uh, what's on the horizon anyway with uh, Lily May Foundation and, and and things going on? I think uh, there's a golf day, isn't there? And um, there's, there's things the the fun run's going to be back later on this year.
1: Absolutely, Dan. I'm glad you said uh, uh, the fun run and the golf day. Because obviously you're comparing them. So, the uh, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. the golf day. They're the only ones I know
0: about because I'm working <laughs> at them.
1: Yeah. yeah, the fun run. <laughs> the fun run is on um, Sunday, September the nineteenth, um, in Burslem Common. So um, that's actually live now for people to book their places. But we haven't really. Brilliant it properly just yet and then we've also got our golf day and dinner dance which is um at the belfry on friday the 8th of october um and that can only be described as that is going to be quite manic because people are going to be allowed out people are we're going
2: to let loose man we're going to let loose
1: we're
0: (laughs) going to make lots of money and uh we're going to have a great time um yeah yeah, that's uh, it's going to be I think i was i was talking about it with a friend the other day that first night out that everyone has the big night out it's gonna do you remember that opening seed uh, the opening scene from blade
1: oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah my thinking it's is gonna the be It's gonna
0: be like the hangover yeah it might yeah so it's gonna be a combination <laughs> of those two things but brilliant well listen thank you very much nick Thank you once again for coming back on. If this is the first time that you've heard the podcast, Nick was on, I think it was episode five or six of the first series, but it was called Talking Distractions. Ryan looks like he's Googling it right now. (laughs) But yeah, so you can listen to all of that. And uh, Matt's been on, been on every single one. And thank you very much. We'll be back a week on Sunday. I'm um, I'm talking too much now because I've got nothing left to say. So have a great evening, everybody. Thank you very much. Any feedback that you have, send it Ryan and Amy's way through the Lily Mae Foundation pages. Have a look at the fun run and the golf and dinner day because I think it's going to be a bedlam when everything's over and people can Mm -hmm. book their spaces. So get that done early and we will be back very soon. Thank you so much for watching and listening to this podcast. Take care and we'll speak to you very soon.